Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, my man, how you doing? Going on, Randy. Doing great. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Uh, are you ready for the Wednesday Night Wars, my man? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, for the first time ever. NXT, AEW going head-to-head. It's going to be an exciting time. I mean, selfishly speaking, I don't want to watch. I don't want to have to choose between AEW and NXT, but it's going to be a fun time to be a wrestling fan nonetheless. Hey, listen, man. Um, you you guys nowadays have the luxury of DVRing things, but you know, back in the day, twenty twenty five years ago, for the Monday Night War, a kid like me had to just click the remote. TNT USA back and forth, all the old school way, where I go and run uh, one room, put the fucking VCR tape in there, tape it, and then watch the other one live. Now. You guys can just DVR it and just say, you know what, I'll watch one thing now, and then like when it's over, I'll watch the other thing later. So I think we have a little more a little more luxury nowadays. Oh yeah, definitely. You also gotta consider too, if you're watching like, for example, I'll probably be watching AEW when AEW arrives in October, but mm-hmm. we also have social media too. If you don't want to watch NXT outright, you can always catch up with the clips and um, you know, the gifts on Twitter and the YouTube videos, they're always uploaded after the show. So you're never really missing anything nowadays. And nowadays too with the internet yeah. being as strong as it is, you could really honestly watch both if you wanted to. Yeah. One on your you know, your computer and then one on the TV. It's it's a lot, but yeah, we definitely have that luxury compared to 20 years ago well knowing you you know you've always been the bigger nxt fan more than me i gotta ask you man when october 2nd comes i know nxt is going to start on usa on the 18th of september but when yep. the second comes which way you leaning are you going to go live on, on, on nxt are you going live AEW? or which one are, are you dvring it's a tough choice for you bro yeah, no, honestly, AEW, just because it's uh, the newer product. <laughs> um, I mean, NXT could always come out banging with like an AJ Styles, Johnny Gargano match on night one if they wanted to. Because you know they're going to go hard for that first show because they want to be AEW. Right. And they want to arrive on, a- on uh, USA with a bang, which is cool. But it's the first show in AEW's history. It's going to be a historic night like... Um, I know, obviously, Nitro didn't go head-to-head with um, Monday Night Raw when Nitro first debuted, but people wanted to check out Nitro to see what they had to offer, and they didn't disappoint you know, over 20 years ago. So, honestly, like you said, I'm a big NXT guy. And if AEW isn't really you know, doing it for me after a few weeks, maybe I'll go to NXT. But mm-hmm. I think for the first... You know, at least for the first few weeks, I'll be watching AEW first, and then even either NXT simultaneously somehow, or just afterwards on DVR. Now, before I get into the whole NXT on USA, AEW, TNT stuff, and whatever happened on Raw and SmackDown, before we got on the show, you brought to my attention that today, the 23rd of August, 20 years ago today on Monday Night Raw, that Triple H uh, won his first ever WWE Championship. Um, 
20, 20 years ago today, the day after SummerSlam 99, even me, someone who's always big on nostalgia, you brought that, you brought that to my attention, which I totally forgot about. So um, I do want to go through SummerSlam 99 real quick just to kind of remind people who was in the ring 20 years ago. Um, Jeff Jarrett defeated D'Lo Brown for the, okay, there was an IC title and European Championship at the same time okay um the acolytes defeated oh they won who the hell they fought the the holly cousins oh jesus christ um (laughs) (laughs) al snow defeated big boss man in the hardcore championship match um that acolytes match was for the tag team championship ivory defeated tory for the women's title ken shamrock defeated steve blackman in a lion's den weapons match test defeated shane mcmahon in a greenwich Street Fight, The Unholy Alliance, which is the big show, and Taker defeated Kane and X-Pac for the tag team titles. The Rock defeated Billy Gunn in a Kiss My Ass match, and Mankind defeated Stone Cold and Triple H. Triple Threat match for the world title with Jesse the Body Ventura as special guest referee. And we all know that Mankind lost the belt the night, the, the night after to Triple H 20 years ago today. And I know you're cooking up something for Bleacher Report on Triple H, but ne- I mean, 20 years ago, man, I, I, you know, I know Hunter was a, um, you know, Intercontinental Champion before that. I'm not sure a Tag Champion before that. Uh, I know he was King of the Ring before that, but winning his first World Title uh, 20 years ago today, I think is, is um, you know, something to, to to talk about. No, definitely. Now that he's won what four. I think world championships in WWE that was his very first one on Raw of all things which is weird too you would think looking back that it was at SummerSlam probably in retrospect that's what they should have done I honestly don't know why I mean you were watching back then Randy maybe you have a better idea than I do but Mm -hmm. it just seems weird to put the title on Mankind for a day and then at Triple H it's not like it was Mankind's first title he was already a two-time WWE champion by that point so it was weird, but um, cool moment nonetheless. Now he's a 14-time world champion, having won it at WrestleMania, you know, all these other grand pay-per-views. But it all started 20 years ago today. And like you said, I was writing about it for Bleach Report because 20 years since then, it kind of causes the debate. Is the guy overrated or underrated? There's a lot of criticism of Triple H, specifically because of his reign of terror from like 02 to 05 when he didn't really put many people over. Like, quote-unquote, buried. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't really... I would kind of use the word... I think there's a lot of people he could have put over, but he didn't. Rob Van Dam, Scott Steiner, you know, even Chris Benoit. I mean, he did put him over at WrestleMania 20, but he later beat him, I think, back for the bell a couple months later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Randy Orton, you know, the list goes on and on. Booker T. But honestly, other than that, he's had a lot of great matches over the years. And I think we talked about this a year ago here on the show when I did something similar about about a year ago for Bleach Report when I uh, listed and ranked his top seven matches ever. And the guy does not get the credit he deserves for being as good as he is. You know, the matches at WrestleMania 20 with Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels. The matches with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2002. The matches with Undertaker in recent years. Even the WrestleMania match a couple years ago with uh, Daniel Bryan, the one at WrestleMania 34 with Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. And Stephanie was really, really good. Um, He had a lot of great matches back in 2000 with Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Triple H, whether people like him or not, will go down as one of the greatest of all time and it started 20 years ago today on Raw which is pretty cool and it's amazing how at that time Mankind was a three time champion already before Hunter that's crazy right 
Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, in doing my re- I mean, I kind of already knew it, but just kind of looking back on Triple H's career when I was writing the article, I mean, the guy by that point, and it's not like, you know, people will make the argument, oh, you know, he married into the company with Stephanie and that's how he got all of his success. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously he ended up marrying her a couple years later, but I don't think they were, maybe they were dating by 99 by this point when he won the world I title. So. I don't exactly know. I don't think so, but I might be wrong. Even if he was, though, well by this point, the guy was already a star on the rise. It's not like he was a Jinder Mahal and won the championship out of nowhere. I mean, the guy was already, you know, 2000 or rather 1997 King of the Ring. He was multi-time Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he had WrestleMania matches with like the Ultimate Warrior. Like he was already well on his way to becoming a top star by by that point right um with mankind you know the rock he had great matches with he was already the leader of degeneration x after Shawn michaels left earlier on in 98 so i mean again it's not like his success came out of nowhere the guy was already well on his way to becoming a world champion and he took the traditional road too, like a tag team guy mid-card guy main event guy king of the ring you know like we're in the midst of king of the ring right now and that's really when it meant something but uh yeah no absolutely it's really crazy to think about how all the championships he's won since then this was the very first one Exactly. Um, I know at some point I got to go check out that match because you did remind me. But um, speaking of dating, Seth and Becky got engaged. That's pretty cool. Holy shit. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. I just saw that on, <laughs> on Twitter last night. I mean, I mean, not to say that it wasn't going to happen eventually, but I mean, as far as I know, they've only been dating since January. But love is love. I mean, whatever. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not one of the type of people to hate on. I think that's awesome. But uh, right. yeah, I know they're engaged to be married. I think the only thing about this that I honestly don't like, and again, I'm not one to complain about like this type of shit, like that's their own personal business. But the fact that they might incorporate this on the show and you're going to fucking hear every 10 seconds, oh, that Be- that's Becky Lynch's husband or that's Seth Rollins' wife. Like we've been hearing on TV for the last six months now from WWE about how, you know, them just shoving it down our throats about the relationship. Not too thrilled about that, but if they can keep it on the down low and just save it for the social media stuff, I'm perfectly fine with it. But either way, it's a, it's a cool thing. All right, Graham. A lot of fans are going to be torn about what they're going to watch on Wednesday nights, NXT, their darling, or the new AEW show, which which still does not have a name for it. I, I don't know if they're going to go just with AEW and that's it, or AEW's something else. But as of right now, starting September 18th, NXT is moving from the network to USA. Um, to go along with AEW two weeks later on TNT to create the the, the new Wednesday Night War. Um, before we get into the gist of it, I want to ask you: Are you happy about the move? Are you more like kind of have reservations for it? Honestly, I think it has its pros and cons, but overall, I think it's a plus. There's a lot of people, <clears throat> from what I've seen, that are just crapping all over the move. And I can see why, just because, and I totally understand, because if, you know, if Vince McMahon gets more heavily involved in the creative side of NXT, this just won't work. Because I think part of the appeal of NXT is that it's not like Raw and that it's not like SmackDown. It's not like their pay-per-views. Mm. It's its own entity run by Triple H, and that's why it's so good uh, by and large. In addition to the talent they have, but I mean the main roster has just as much, if not better, talent that they're just not doing anything with right now. But anyway, um, I think it's cool. Honestly, at some point, this had to happen. I mean, NXT is so fucking big now, dude, they had to move to a bigger network. I mean, USA, I mean, WWE Network is great, but an hour taped on the network, like, 
I know it's a developmental territory, but like if they really want to be considered a true alternative to the main roster, even though it's the same company, now they're going to continue touring and selling out buildings for takeovers and all this other shit. They kind of had to make a move here because they know they can make money off NXT now as a profitable brand because up until now it wasn't profitable because it was being run at full sale and you know they were doing live touring. They weren't really making money off most of the shows except for the takeovers when they would sell out buildings. That was really about it. And I think reportedly now, and take this for what it's worth, but I think reportedly now they're making $50 million a year off NXT on USA, which is pretty cool. Um, again, I'm not a big fan of the two-hour format. I thought, I thought one hour worked. And again, I think part of the magic with NXT is that you can do you know squash matches, get people over, because at the end of the day, it's still developmental. You still have to get over. I mean, for every Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, you have people like Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss and Aaliyah and all these other up-and-comers that have no prior experience in, you know, with wrestling, aside from NXT, that need to get themselves over before they can move on to Raw and SmackDown. Um, at this point, honestly, what's the point of getting called up to Raw and SmackDown if fucking NXT is going to be on USA. It's literally no it's no different than SmackDown, which is yeah. now going to be on Fox starting in October. I don't really see it as a call up anymore. I kind of see NXT as what ECW was back, you know, 10 years ago as like a third brand, but not as like watered down to the point where like no one gave a shit about it. I think this is going to be a real third brand where come the superstar shakeup next year, you can move people to NXT from Raw, from SmackDown, from 205 Live, NXT UK. I think it just makes sense. Mm. Um, but overall, I like the move. I like that they're getting more exposure and again i watch nxt anyway like you said randy the start of the show i'm a diehard nxt fan but honestly i think for people like such as yourself and other people who only really watch the takeovers i think this is a good thing because then part of the appeal or now with nxt a reason why many people just don't watch it is because it's not really that accessible yeah it's on the network but most people would rather turn on the tv go to a certain channel and watch a show that's how most people are you know, conditioned to watch wrestling nowadays with Raw and with SmackDown. They don't really go out of their way to watch shit on the network if it's alive for the most part, unless it's a pay-per-view. Um, I think with NXT being on USA, I'm not sure how the ratings will shake out with mm -hmm. AEW also being on Wednesdays. But I, th I think this is a good thing because it you know, gives everyone of the brand more exposure and kind of gives people a chance that aren't already tuned into the weekly show a chance to check out the weekly show. And I think they'll amp up the amount of excitement on the show. The show isn't always amazing. Like this week's show had a lot of squash matches. I don't know if they'll be doing that mostly going forward. I don't know. Right. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll shake up the format a little bit because they need to draw in people and they can't sell people on the show that has fucking, again, Riddick Moss versus uh, Tino Sabatelli in the main event. They need big <laughs> names on the show. Um, I I don't think going head to head of the EW is a great idea. I think they should have moved the show to Tuesdays or Thursdays. I just think that's dumb for both brands. I just I just don't think that's the smartest thing. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. But overall, I do like the move. I think it's a good move for NXT. Now we're going to be forced to choose between NXT and AEW, but that's mm -hmm. really just our problem. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great time for wrestling, and hopefully, it motivates both NXT and AEW to amp up their products and. Get Give the best product possible. And if there's any two people to do that, I think it would be Cody Rhodes and Triple H with their respective promotions. Well, a few things. Um, I think one thing you mentioned earlier, the fact that we're not quite sure how much input McMahon would have in NXT and what I've been seeing over the past couple of days, the fact that McMahon will have, I mean, you take it, you take it for what it's worth, that he will have no impact whatsoever on NXT 
you know, current uh, new changes or new development for NXT. I think it'll still be in the hands of Triple H at the current time. Uh, knowing that it'll go to uh, an actual TV network, you figure at some point McMahon will have some input, but at the current time, there is no input from him. Number two, I also did hear and read the fact that USA is paying the company maybe $50, $60 million for two years um, to have NXT on USA. Now, what I also heard, the fact that, that I could be wrong, but the NXT shows that are aired on USA are also going to be on the network probably the day or two after or a week after, something like that. So if you, if you don't see it live on USA, there is an opportunity to see it on the network. A- a- am I wrong about that? No, you're right. Yeah, they will be airing it on the network on Thursdays, okay. I think at 8 p.m. And the reason they're, the reason they're doing that is because of uh, international viewers, because mm-hmm. I don't think, obviously, it's the USA network. They don't get the USA network overseas, I don't think, anyway. Right. Um, or at least in certain countries. So, yeah, that kind of sucks just because if I was in another country, why would I want to wait to watch NXT a fucking day later? It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they can air it simultaneously in the WWE Network because then it would like, why would you watch it on USA in that case without, you know, with commercials and shit? So right. I, it kind of sort of sucks for those people. I can't really speak to that because I'm not. I'm We're in the U.S., so we're going to watch it live. But, um. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're airing it on the network at 8 on Thursdays. Okay. Now, also, are you surprised that you, uh, USA, that NXT, the, 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 the NXT show is not going on FS1? Because now when I, when I hear this, I'm thinking, like, okay, either one, Fox FS1 did not want uh, NXT. Two, they wanted it, but they knew they, you know, they're going to have to, to preempt them at some time with baseball playoffs, World Series coverage, uh, college basketball, whatever it might be during the fall or winter, that they just they just didn't want to put this, this new NXT show on FS1, and they're going to have to preempt it. Plus, they also talk about uh, a, a new studio show coming to play, so maybe that took the spot and, uh, and not NXT. And the fact that it's now on USA, you know, USA loses SmackDown, but now it gets replaced by NXT. So are you surprised that it is on USA and not on FS1? Yeah, I am a little surprised, um, definitely, just because, I mean, they're building towards the Fox move, and like you said, there were rumors, and probably they still will do this at some point, to have a studio show on FS1 at some point, either before SmackDown or during the week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it does make sense to put it on USA. I think one of the biggest reasons is because if it was on FS1, um, then they can't promote it. Like SmackDown's going to be airing on Fridays. They can't promote it with USA on Mondays because I don't. I don't mm. know. Would they promote another channel show? I don't. I don't think so. Like I don't think they'll be able to promote SmackDown with Raw now with Raw on USA and, and SmackDown on Fox. I might be mistaken. I don't know if they did that back in the day because I mean all the shows used to be on. Even though like. For example, SmackDown was on Sci-Fi a couple years ago. They right. were still able to promote it because it was all NBC. That's True. not going to be the case when SmackDown moves to Fox. So I think it's cool because with NXT going to USA, they can promote it with Raw on Monday. That's not the only reason why they did it, but maybe they're making more money off the deal. I don't really know. Um, I don't know if they'd be able to go live on Wednesdays if it was FS1. Again, I'm not really sure because I think they might air sports games on Wednesdays. Again, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it, it's an, it does not, it's not the biggest difference maker. It doesn't really make that big of a difference. Because they'll still get viewers with USA anyway. But um, yeah, I did think it was interesting they moved to USA instead of FS1, which had been long reported for you know a while now. 
Yeah, plus the fact that I think more people have USA than FS1, so it's more more accessible um, stuff like that. So if they want to get it, if they want to make a big impact on getting the most viewership, I think putting it on USA than FS1 FS1 makes the most sense. Um, who, the move that they're making, who who does it benefit more, the the, the NXT or AEW? NXT for sure, absolutely NXT. Honestly, I mean. Not to say that this would have never happened without um, AEW, because there were talks of this happening a while ago mm-hmm. with um, SmackDown moving to Fox, and they were like, oh, maybe NXT will end up on TV. I mean, if people really go back, this has been in the works far longer than AEW has ever been a thing, like dating back to last year. That being said, though, I think this really sped up the process. I don't know if I said it here on this show, but... I mean, I'm shocked they're moving. I mean, not shocked that they're moving as quickly as next month. But if it wasn't for AEW, they probably would have took their time with this and waited until, I don't know, early 2020, like gave mm-hmm. some time to promote the move. They really only have a month's, a month's time, one month, to promote that NXT is moving to USA. That's not enough time at all. Better than like a one week, but still, that seems a little abrupt. Um and honestly, people are like, oh, it's the AEW effect. They should be thanking AEW. And honestly, that is absolutely part of it. If it wasn't for AEW, I don't think NXT would be going live, at least not as soon as they are. Right. Um, or if they were, maybe they would be taping, you know, an hour-long show. Because remember, there was one that, that one episode of NXT that aired a couple of years ago on a Wednesday on USA. And I think we talked about it here on the show at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really go anywhere. I think it was like part of a Christmas week, tribute to the Troops week, whatever. Yeah. On USA. Didn't really do anything didn't really matter but still they tested the waters at that point um but okay if they're going to usa think of it this way why aren't they on usa already like nxt has been in its current format now for what seven years that's a long fucking time that's not like they just debuted a year ago like they've been around for a long time now and only just now are they getting on tv and it seems a little coincidental that with aew arriving on wednesdays in literally less than two months and a month and a half from now i mean it's a little too coincidental so i think they have aew to thank with that and again competition creates this type of thing without competition i don't think we'd be seeing nxt right. going to wednesdays live and i think that i think it's great mm-hmm. they're going live because i hate logging into twitter whenever whenever they're taping nxt tv at full sale and i see spoilers for the next set of tapings because people tweet out the spoilers it's so annoying so i'm glad they're moving away from that they're going live but um yeah i think a AEW absolutely has to do with NXT going live, and I think NXT is the better. I mean, is is the bigger benefactor here. Um, AEW will be hurt a little bit just because, you know. I mean, they're going to have competition on Wednesdays, but I think NXT is the real beneficiary here in the, in this war. I mean, at least initially. Mm. So then, what do you say to people who bring up the fact that the move to Wednesdays kind of adds credibility to AEW without them even having their first show yet i mean i honestly i agree with that because again with nxt going to usa it gives credibility to aew right off the bat and they haven't even had their first show like you said um it's interesting because it makes you wonder what are they going to do like we're still a couple weeks a month away from seeing what we're really going to see in this wednesday night war will both companies just not care and just continue to do i mean they've both they've both been great recently it's not like with raw when it's been you know terrible at times and all of a sudden they're going to put forth their best foot you know like their best effort so i'm interested to see what they'll do right off the bat and see 
like will they bring in big names for both brands like i'm not exactly sure i am intrigued i'm interested i'm excited i think it's a great time for wrestling like i said at the start of the show um we'll just have to see we'll just have to wait and see where it goes for both nxt and aew so now with them going live two hours now on wednesdays um I think you kind of answered it earlier, but I want to ask again, are you concerned about that? Plus the fact that at some point, if you're live two hours, do they get out of full sale at at some point in time? Or you think that that's the that's the one part they should keep because that's how NXT has been, you know, this whole time. Honestly, I think it's good that they're staying at full sale just because. I, I the takeovers are one thing that's fine but mm-hmm. i think it's crucial that they air out of full sale because again at the end of the day it still is a developmental territory they still need to groom people there before they can put them on raw and smackdown so in that way it is you know a call up to the main roster for people like you know a tino sabatelli or anyone that you don't really know um like a man who won the super showdown battle royal a couple months ago like he's still a developmental guy like they need nxt for people like him um i don't think they should tour i love the i love the fact they're going to full so maybe they can go on the road once in a while and they do do that from time to time that's not a um a new concept they toured before in like center stage in atlanta and a few other places and they've um you know taped tv out of there which is cool Usually it's like a live event, but they tape a couple matches from the live event for TV, which is nice. Um, I could see them doing that, you know, just being live. Um, but I like the full sale venue. The crowd's usually always into it. Even if it's a, a, a developmental match, they're usually into it. They're usually engaged in the action. So I wouldn't move away from full sale. I think full sale is really where NXT belongs. Um, it's kind of like the ECW arena for you know ECW, they, I mean they didn't really go on the road and they right. weren't live, but like I mean I think that's a, a decent enough comparison where I think it just kind of worked in that venue and they could t- they could travel if they wanted to, but I think NXT is really at its best. It will be at its most effective if they air live from Full Sail every week. I'm surprised again they didn't do this sooner, but maybe it wasn't in the budget. I I honestly really don't know. And all of a sudden they're interested in moving it live to full sale every single week i'm like why didn't you do this five years ago but <laughs> anyway um i think it's cool i think full sale is the perfect venue for it and honestly i think this could lead into 205 live going to full sale too as it probably should with smackdown moving to fox and in, in october on fridays mm-hmm. unless they air 205 live after smackdown which what a fucking 10 o'clock show on a friday like who gives a shit at that point i mean the people already don't care but i think moving it to friday nights at 10 p.m would be death i think people just want to go home at that point yeah they should probably just scrap that you know air it i would air it after nxt because nxt is already going to be two hours i would have done an hour of nxt an hour of 205 love you can't really do that now with nxt being two hours but do the same format like with smackdown where you just air it after nxt on wednesday nights at 10 p.m uh or even at 7 p.m i mean i i guess they're already advertising the show to begin at 7 30 on the tickets for that first nxt show so maybe not but down the road i think nxt or rather 205 live could join nxt on wednesdays um they'll be at full so will they will, where they belong it can still be live it can't be you know it doesn't have to be taped which is cool that was always the biggest problem i think mm-hmm. with moving nxt to or rather 205 live to full sale for all these years um and i think people would be more inclined to stick around to watch the show and be engaged in it than the main roster people who go to a smackdown show and like oh who the hell are these people and they just leave mm-hmm. so I, I think it could really benefit 205 live in the long run if that's what they end up doing i gotta ask you yeah you know, all these moves are happening, but getting AEW, getting NXT, all the good Fox, SmackDown, but 
does any of this bring in new people to watch the product? You, you know, people like me, whenever I have time, I'll check it out. You, you're probably going to watch it all the time. We know the regulars, the regulars are going to watch it, watch Raw on for three hours, SmackDown, two hours, that's five, NXT, seven hours, AW, two hours, that's nine hours, uh, 205, that's 10 hours per week. Um, but how how is this how is this going to get new people to watch? Like I said earlier, I think with NXT anyway. I mean, people will watch AEW because they're intrigued to see what they'll do. I don't know if that's going to be the case. You know, when the honeymoon phase is over six months from now, will people still be tuning into AEW? I don't know. Mm-hmm. NXT, I do think it benefits them because, like I said earlier, I think with the exposure. I honestly think, and this isn't me, so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong because I watch NXT anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think a big reason why people don't watch NXT as it is is because a it's taped, and you can find the spoilers online. Um, B because it's on the network, and to kind of go out of your way on a Wednesday night on a, on the network is I don't know, it's not that accessible. And C USA is accessible. It's two hours. It's live, and especially if they put forth an even better product than they have recently, which is saying something because NXT TV is usually pretty good. I think it'll you know get more buzz. The TV show doesn't really have much buzz. The takeovers have buzz. That's why you watch and people watch the takeovers. Uh-huh. The TV show not so much because it is taped. A lot of the content from like a month ago. It's the same issue that you know TNA had a you know a couple of years ago. They still have now or no. Yeah, they still do that now. They, they tape every, like, once a month. I don't like that just because the content's old and you can find it online, especially now with spoilers. That's a big reason why people stopped watching SmackDown years ago when it aired on Fridays but was taped on Tuesdays because all the spoilers were online. Right. So, thankfully, they're moving away from that. I do think this will benefit NXT. I really do. Um, I might be wrong. People will say doom and gloom and whatever. And I agree with the Vince McMahon thing where if he gets involved, I think they're fucked. But aside from that, I do think it'll help NXT to be on USA because it's not like it's sci-fi or like the fucking Pursuit channel like Impact's on. Like it's a channel that people already watch wrestling on with USA. It's already a channel that people are tuning into to watch Raw and watch SmackDown currently. Um, It's a channel that most people have. And it's on a night where, I mean, again, you might be watching AEW, but, you know, it's in the same time it's always been on and... And as opposed to just tuning on the network, tuning into the network, you just tune into USA on Wednesdays at 8. So I think it will convince people such as yourself, Randy, and other people who only really watch the takeovers to watch the weekly show. But if it's been the same thing that it has been for a few years now where it's like, you know, Keith Lee versus, you know, some job guy for two hours, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, again, they have to do that type of stuff to get people over. But if you want to go two hours live on USA, it has to be more than just fucking squash matches. So they have to find a, a happy medium of, you know, enhancement matches and getting people over and real competitive like main events, like what you would see on Raw and SmackDown to really make you tune into the show. People aren't tuning into the show to see the development of Mansoor. Like that's an added plus, but people are really tuning tuning into the show to see the stars of Matt Riddle, Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. Adam Colbebe, the rest of Undisputed Era. Don't want to see them overexposed, um, but I True. think they have a good enough roster where they can afford to go live every two weeks or every every week uh, for two hours and you know get these people all, all over the show and have them be on every episode. You know, Maybe not the entire episode, but every episode like right. a Roman Reigns is with SmackDown or a Seth Rollins is with Raw. I think they can do that with a Gargano and a Ciampa and you know, a Cole and all those other type of people but i do think this will be good for people who don't already watch nxt on the weekly because now there's an easier way to watch it and you know it's going to be live so you know it's going to be must say yeah i was going to ask you uh are you in favor of 
seeing a guy from Raw or SmackDown pop up on NXT, are, are you in favor of that? Are you like, no, NXT, this should be its own, its, its own thing? Again, happy medium. I think they will need to do that at some point. Maybe not special appearances. Like I think that's fine for like the first, first couple show. months. Yeah. Like if they have AJ show up and face Adam Cole or something like that, or Kevin Owens. Like I think that'd be cool. Um, but they've done this before with like ECW. Like you look back at the WWE ECW brand. They had the fucking Undertaker on the show the first month. They had John Cena on there. They had Batista on there. And then at some point they just stopped giving a shit, um, and they just stopped caring about the brand. I mean that was kind of. That, that was off to the wrong foot from the get-go. The, like, the zombie and all this other dumb shit. They kind of ruined ECW from night one. I don't think <laughs> they'll do that with, with NXT. Um, I think it's fine to bring in main roster people. I don't think they need to do that. They did that back in the day. You know, they had John Cena back in NXT back in 2012, 2013, because at that point, it was all people that no one knew. Like mm-hmm. Seth Rollins back then, no one knew who the fuck he was, or Big E and people like that. Um you know, page that was all developmental people. And they had to sell people on the show to get people in the building by promoting a big star like a John Cena or a Rob Van Dam or a CM Punk or whatever. You don't really need that. Now people will go to the show anyway, because it's obviously an established brand, but to get people to watch the show, they can bring in big names every now and again. Honestly, I think it's more important to fill out their brand with people from raw and SmackDown. I, and people may not care from the get go, with people like Apollo Crews moving back to NXT or Bobby Roode. But I think overall, in the long run, I think that would help NXT because it helps, you know, fill out their roster, give them more people to work with, utilizes people like that better. Like, we never see Bobby Roode on Raw, on Raw anymore. Why no. not just move him back to NXT where he was at his best? Same thing with Apollo Crews. I think he would benefit from a move full-time to NXT. Um, you know, especially now if it's going to be a third brand. Bring up people mm-hmm. from NXT UK, 205 Live. You know, I, I don't think you need to move big, big stars. Like, AJ, I don't think will ever be on NXT full-time. Um, but still, I think this could really benefit a lot of different people. And yeah, I think you will start to see people from Raw and SmackDown on NXT. Again, at least for the first few months, but hopefully that doesn't become the biggest drawing point. Hopefully that'll entice people such as yourself, Randy, to watch the show. And then after that kind of phase is over, you'll be inclined to stick around to watch the people that are already on the show, like the talent of tomorrow with NXT. So hopefully that's the formula they follow with NXT moving mm-hmm. to USA. Yeah, I think for me, the you know the final point I, I would have on this is the fact, um, I think when it comes to, it'll be very interesting to see how how they portray like the the pay-per-view schedule for AEW with NXT. I know NXT will still have the takeovers. They probably do it every two to three months, but also AEW. I don't, at this point, I could be wrong, but I don't think they'll do a, a show every month. Um, it might be every two months, maybe every three months. I don't know. So it's like, if they're going head-to-head on cable TV uh, on Wednesdays, now when it comes to the, to, to the payoff, to the big shows... Is AEW still going up against the Royal Rumbles and the Survivor Series, or are they going up against takeovers? Probably takeovers. I mean, obviously, to go up against the Rumble and the big pay-per-views, even in, like in Extreme Rolls, I think is just dumb. It's definitely dumb, especially if you have to pay for these pay-per-views. Yeah. Because um, we're going to have to pay for All Out um, on, on August 31st. It's not going to be a free show. Um, which sucks, but I mean, it's not like they have their own streaming service right now, so they don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. And AEW might be the better show, but I'd rather I'd rather not pay and rather just watch the clips. I don't know. That's just me. I think they'll be focused more on the 
TV product initially than they will like the pay-per-views. I don't know if they have any pay-per-views scheduled past all out. Um, I think they'll I think they'll have a big four format where they only have big four pay-per-views a year because Cody Rhodes just kind of fucking gets it. The guy the guy gets it. He understands. I don't think he'll do a pay-per-view every month. That's just overkill. They're, they've been doing it recently, but just to kind of get their brand off the ground because they don't have TV yet, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, with them going to head-to-head of the pay-per-views and shit like that, I've heard that they might or and not AEW cuz they don't they don't care about going to war with WWE. They want to be their own thing. WWE is the one that's going out of their way to counter program AEW. I right. d- I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I think it's petty, but what do you expect? Um I don't know if Triple H would allow them to run the takeovers on the same days as the all-out shows, but we're kind of seeing it already. I mean, the NXT UK takeover in a couple weeks is the same day as all-out, but it's earlier on in the day, so it's not like a scheduling conflict. Um, But, like, I don't know if WWE would be that dumb because, like, for example, over WrestleMania weekend this year, they had the G1 Supercard show at MSG. Mm -hmm. WWE purposely moved their takeover to accommodate fans that were going to both because it was supposed to go head to head and we had to choose right. but they ended up moving to take over to Friday, Friday yeah. so people can go to the MSG show on Saturday so if they were willing to do that unless they're extremely petty and they very well might be I don't think they would go head to head head to head and have people choose and you know what show they want to go to or watch I just think that'd be stupid mm-hmm. so hopefully they don't do that I don't think they will if NXT starts to do the take or not can not start but like continue to do the takeovers before the big four pay-per-views i don't think aew would run their shows that same weekend anyway they didn't even have anything to do with wrestlemania weekend this year because they want to do their own thing so hopefully that's not a problem but i don't think if anything they would go head to head with the takeovers aew would not the main roster pay-per-views i think that'd just be dumb so real quick um I know they have two shows before the second so they got two weeks to kind of you know prepare going live but um I'm talking uh, uh, two weeks to prepare b- before they go head to head with AEW. So now, you as a fan, what do you really expect to see? Um, what do you want to see when they first go head to head? Is it is it? Yeah, we are gonna we are we are gonna get wrestling. That's number one. But two, are you expecting some kind of big debut, some return, some so, something that's gonna make make somebody say, "Holy shit!" Like, wow! Like, all right, now. This is something to watch every week because if if you just say, you know, it's a war, but then it's just wrestling and no stories and no and no big bang, then what are we doing this for? No, exactly. At that point, it's not really a war. If it's again, NXT TV is good, but it's not must say. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, it's the greatest <laughs> show of the week. I mean, sometimes it is, but I mean, that's just because Raw and SmackDown can be bad at times. Right. It, it's it's not, dude. Like, if, if you watch the show, I'm not going to be like, oh, Randy, it's the greatest thing of all time, and then have you sit there and watch fucking, like, this week, <laughs> uh, Damian Priest versus Mansoor, or Mia Yim versus Aaliyah, or Vanessa Bourne, whatever. I have no idea like, That shit's not, like, must-see TV. Again, I get it, though. I know why they do it, because it is developmental, and they have to get people over. Right. You can't do that for two hours, though. It's a totally different ballgame. If you really want to go live, listen, you got to make yourselves a third brand. You can't be developmental anymore. You can't fly under the radar and start, you know, continue doing the same shit you've been doing for a while. The show's good. It's it's not like, holy shit, dude, put down what you're watching or, you know, put down what you're doing and watch this show. That's what they need come the USA debut. They need something for that first show on USA. 
Obviously, a title match would be something, but mm-hmm. I think they need more than that. I don't know right. who they would debut or bring back, but they need to do something to make people think, okay, this is what I'm watching on Wednesdays, not AEW. I think AEW, honestly, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think they'll have more determination to go all out with that first show. No pun intended. I think they'll have True. someone debut or someone return because it's going to be like Nitro when like fucking Lex Luger showed up and all this other stuff. I think it's going to be like a big thing. Yeah. Um, and there's more buzz around that just because it's a new, new show. NXT's this same show we've been seeing for years, just moving to Wednesdays, mm. um, unless they really change up the format. I think NXT has a tougher challenge of getting people to watch their show because we already know what to expect. They have to switch up. I mean, again, what they've been doing has worked. But again, people saying, oh, NXT is going to suck. I mean, yeah, Vince gets involved at will, but like they need to do something different. They can't get away with what they've been doing now for so long. It's a developmental show. Like it's, it's a good show, but it's not must-see. They need to do more must-see things. I'm not saying move away entirely from what they've been doing. Don't you know, not focus on the up and coming people, but like, and also don't do like from the first day, another Gargano, Adam Cole match. Like, don't do that. But like, I don't know. Again, they need to find a happy medium and, and do something they've never done before. Aside from just going live to make people really say, holy shit, like NXT is what I need to watch on Wednesdays. So that that's their challenge. And I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to have someone debut. I don't really know who there is to debut. They really have all their biggest stars on the show right now. Um, I think, honestly, it's more likely we see like a Roman Reigns or a Rollins. I think, honestly, Rollins might be on the show as the first ever NXT champion. I think that would make sense. Um, People like that, maybe Charlotte or Sasha or whatever, I think that'd be cool. But beyond that, they need to really establish, okay, this is going to be a must-see show. Somehow, some way, they need to make it a real wrestling show with – weekly storylines more than they have been the last couple of years um to really go head to head of uh aew quality wise yeah i mean it's uh it's even more surprising me and you spent 40 minutes on aew and, and uh, nxt that's some crazy i know shit. i know it's a big thing it's, it's the biggest thing coming out of this week i liked raw and smackdown but uh, it's yeah. definitely the biggest thing going on right now and it's a cool thing too because we finally have something to like really sink exactly. our teeth into as wrestling fans because it's been the same shit every fucking week for years now oh, here's raw here's smackdown here's kind of nxt now we have aew to look forward to too and hopefully it benefits everybody and it doesn't turn out to be like the worst thing ever so fingers crossed yeah but I mean, uh, looking forward. I, we, now we can't do a show on Wednesday to, to talk about Raw SmackDown. Now we got to do it on Friday to talk about Raw SmackDown, AEW, NXT. So again, there is more stuff to talk about. I just don't want you to get burnt out because it's too much. Do, do you feel like it's too much wrestling? It's, it's so 10 hours a week. If, if someone who really wants to dive into this and watch every single minute, it's 10 hours of wrestling per week. I I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'll skim through seven hours, eight hours of it, Mm -hmm. but I don't want you to get burnt out, bro. (laughs) Yeah, dude, there's a lot of stuff. The funny thing is that there's there's a lot of stuff to talk about and, you know, cover and watch now. Like, if you just watch only the WWE stuff, that's a lot. Like, even that I would say is too much. True. But, like, the issue is that there's a lot of other companies that are good and worth watching. Like, I also cover and watch Impact. I watch Ring of Honor. I used to watch Lucha. They don't, they're not around anymore. They haven't mm-hmm. run a show in, like, a year. But I was watching Lucha. I don't – honestly, dude, it's great. And we've had this discussion before. I don't watch the New Japan stuff. That's another thing where, like, it's not accessible. Mm-hmm. They don't have a weekly show where it's like, oh, I can go and watch it and it's live. You know right. what I mean? Like, they don't have that. Um, they have their service and they have the pay-per-views and we would have Mark on and discuss 
Wrestle Kingdom a few times. Other than that, I don't watch their stuff just because it's not accessible. It's just not my thing. Um, I like the other companies more personally. Just not saying it's not good. It's just not my thing. But like AEW debuting is another thing to watch and cover. And as long if it's good, that's great. If it's a great show, that's one thing. But like. It, it's a lot. It really is a lot. I can't sit here and tell you, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this, because no fucking person can watch all this stuff. Like, there's, you know, people, normal people have their shows they watch on TV every week or Netflix or whatever. The thing is, though, dude, none of the shows that normal people watch are two hours long or three hours long like Raw. Like, that's three shows in one or six shows in one. If the show that you watch on Netflix or TV is a half an hour. That's a lot right there. That's a that's an entire Monday night. And you throw in Wednesdays and then Fridays. It looks like we're not going to have anything to watch or talk about on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And honestly, I, we could all use the break if you're watching all this shit. Um, but still, we'll see how it will. We'll see how it shakes out. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. But it's also like, holy shit, that's a lot of stuff to cover and talk about. So it has its it has its drawbacks, um, especially when there's weeks of pay-per-views like WrestleMania and stuff like that. It gets absolutely unbelievable. But again, if it's good stuff we're watching, it's hard mm-hmm. to complain. Uh, real quick, two tidbits, two tidbits before we get into Raw SmackDown. Real quick, um, rewinding all the way back to the beginning when you mentioned why uh, why the title change for Hunter was on Raw and not SummerSlam twenty years ago. I'm looking through it and it was something where that with Jesse Ventura refereeing that if he was gonna you know be the, be the referee, he wouldn't make a heel the champion that night. So it had to be either Stone Cold or Mankind. He wasn't going to do it if a heel was going over while he's refereeing. So that's why they gave it to Mankind that night. Could have been Stone Cold, but they gave it to Mankind that night. And then on the following night on Raw, which I don't think Ventura was there, so a regular referee counted Mankind down and gave the belt to Hunter. So that's the little thing I just saw just now. Yeah, that makes sense, too. I, mean, I guess now the more that I think about it, it actually gives Triple H more heat. I mean, it would have been cool if he won his first title at SummerSlam. I mean, that, yeah. that's an, that, you know, it's a, it's a big stage. But, I mean, Raw, people were watching at that time. It was in the middle of the Monday Night Wars. They needed people, you know, I mean, at that point, they were already winning. But yeah. they wanted big ratings. They wanted to, you know, do something big on the show that was live, whatever. Not only that, too, but I think it put more heat on Hunter to win the title then. Because it's like, oh, mankind's finally champion. Like, he, he can finally get a long run. Because the guy never had a long run as champion. Right. And then he lost it in a day. You know, honestly, dude, <laughs> if that happened today, the internet would be oh, outraged. Of course. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the Twitter reaction to that? It'd be like if Daniel Bryan won the title of WrestleMania and lost it to Triple H the next day on Raw. Like, holy shit. The people would be going yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. So, uh, thankfully, it happened 20 years ago, not today. And plus, and plus he was governor at, at the time. So, did he want Oh, Ventura. Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. did he want him raising like a bad guy's <laughs> hand? And plus the fact that, you know, it depends. If, if Jinder Mahal won a belt, they want him to lose it the following day. So, it, it depends. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, I would have him lose it immediately because the guy's terrible. i got to throw in the Jinder Mahal mar- uh, burial every week. Yeah, I yeah, just have to. It's it's, gender, uh, you know, it's mandatory. For you, it's Jinder, Dolph Ziggler. I know it's somebody else out there. Um, <laughs> one quick thing. Tamina, Nia Jax. Tamina, know, Nia yeah. Jax. Um, <clears throat> that I read that CM Punk's agent contacted Fox about the studio show to have it on FS1. I don't know if there's any true merit to that. I know Punk hasn't said anything himself, but that's been floating around. That his agent called Fox about the studio uh, job, the studio show job that the uh, FS1 is going to have. What do you make about that? 
Yeah, I saw that. I have not seen enough of, enough buzz around that. Maybe because people know it's like kind of bullshit. Not, it's not that CM Punk is like, oh, I want to go back to WWE. It's that's the farthest thing from it. It was the agency, mm. I think, recommending him to do the role, which is totally different. It's not like WWE wants him back or Punk wants to be back. It's a completely different third party. So maybe that's why not enough people are talking about this. I think there's a much bigger chance he goes to AEW than he does, you know, uh, WWE. But um, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting. I definitely think it's interesting. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think Punk wants anything to do with WWE. Even if it's not wrestling, why would he sit there and talk about it after bashing it for the last five years? Like that just doesn't make any sense. So I don't see that going anywhere. But I also thought it was interesting for sure. Um. Okay. Also, there's a new podcast network coming to. WWE Network. Um, I guess I guess that kind of replaces NXT for whatever. Um, okay, so on Raw SmackDown, this is what I got. King of the Ring is still going on right now. We got Samoa Joe defeated uh, Cesaro. Cedric defeated uh, Sami Zayn. Elias defeated Kevin Owens with the help of Shane, and Andrade defeated. Apollo Crews. So only four matches so far. The finals are looking like to be a clash of champions. So what do you make of those four King of the Ring matches so far? I thought they were good. Um, I think the King of the Ring is off to a strong start. I like Cesaro and Samoa Joe on Raw. I like the fact that Joe advanced. Um, Alexander and Sammy wasn't a lot to write home about. It was only a couple minutes, but I like that Alexander moved on to the next round. He's a, you know, he's an up and comer. Sammy Zayn just continues to get buried. I mean, I don't know what to say about him at this point. He got paired off with Nakamura, which was cool, but um, him losing here was hardly a surprise. Then on SmackDown, the Andrade Cruz match was good. I think Andrade is honestly winning the whole thing now that Kevin Owens is out. And I thought we would get Owens and McIntyre in the final. Some people said that, but Owens is out. Um, Owens and McIntyre was probably the weakest match of the tournament so far just because of the whole shenanigans with Shane and then all that other bullshit. So, um, yeah, I think it's off to a good start. I'm looking forward to next week's matches. Those should also be pretty good. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this progresses in the weeks ahead. So, as of right now, your pick is still, what, I think it was Drew McIntyre, maybe Baron Corbin. I think either Ali or Buddy Murphy, right, you said, right? No, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Andrade now, Andrade, honestly. I think okay. Andrade's oh, going to win just because, up. again, I think McIntyre and Owens would have been a fitting final match. Um, I guess you could still do McIntyre and Andrade in the finals and have McIntyre win, but it just... I don't know. That doesn't really make much sense. Then again, if Andrade goes on to the finals, then who does he face as a baby face from Raw? I'm not really sure. Cause I, think, I don't think it's going to be Ricochet. I think he's losing to McIntyre. So I don't know. I don't know. But uh, McIntyre or Andrade, I think, would be the biggest winners of this thing just because they're on a roll anyway right now. They're building up victories. Um, Andrade specifically, I think, needs it more because the guy really needs something because they've really – he hasn't done a whole lot since he debuted about a year ago. He's had a lot of great matches, but he hasn't won anything. So I think he needs this more than McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Um, and if McIntyre wins, they would give him the whole the crown shit, and they would do the whole thing they did with Barrett, and it was just, it was bullshit. But anyway, um, it was just garbage. But uh, yeah, no, I think I, I, my current pick is Andrade. I'm gonna go so far as to say, and this is kind of a a weird pick. But I think it'll come down to Andrade and Cedric Alexander in the finals, and that's when Andrade wins. It's a weird match, I know, but I think that's what it comes down to. They're going to come close to giving the crown to Alexander, but then they're going to give it to Andrade instead of the last second. So that's what I think is going to happen. So you think King Andrade has the better ring of everybody else? 
Andrade, I do. I mean, there's a lot of other people who have a good chance. McIntyre, I think, is a close second. Um, Murphy, honestly, after beating Daniel Bryan, would be awesome, but I don't see that happening. So, yeah, I'm going to say Andrade is my current pick. Buddy Murphy can't beat Daniel Bryan, then, like... Lose, lose to Ali, Ali. <laughs> yeah right that would be a fucking joke I was thinking about the same thing he, I, feel, I feel like he has to go far like at least to the semifinals before losing to Buddy Murphy mm-hmm. or I'm sorry Andrade Andrade right alright um, I still got either between Drew Corbin uh, I don't know man I know it ain't Chad Gable I know it's not <laughs> Shelton yeah you Benjamin. know it's not Shelton Benjamin exactly um, Elias Elias could that's that's a sleeper with the whole Shane and Kevin Owens kind of King Elias sounds like kind of cool. He's the twenty four seven champion. Um, he might need that the most outside of Drew McIntyre, but uh, we'll see. Coming up uh, this week on Raw SmackDown, we got new tag team champions with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman that de- de- defeated the uh, the OC. Are you surprised the OC dropped the belt so quick? Yeah, I am. I know they're doing it to build up the angle with Strowman and Rollins, and that's fine, but I feel like it just makes the tag team division look like shit. Like, they do this a lot. They did this with Cena and Michaels back in the day. They did it with Cena and Batista one time. Well, they'll have, like, the unlikely allies win the tag titles, and then they'll immediately lose them. Like, it doesn't do anyone any favors. Like, I know they want to tease tension with Rollins and Strowman. You can do that without having them win the tag titles. I feel like it's just... It's not a good combo. I feel like it just doesn't do anything for the OSA. doesn't give – I mean, I guess it's a win for Strowman, who the guy who's won nothing in the last year for the most part. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal does not count because that means absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I thought the match was good, and I could see what they're going for, but I don't really care too much for it. So, yeah, I thought it was a little soon. I think they'll have the OC win the belts back as soon as next week or mm-hmm. Clash of Champions, and they'll have Strowman and Rollins do double duty at the pay-per-view. I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll see where they go with it, where they go with it, but I'm not a fan of the whole, like, hot potato in the tag titles, which feel like they change hands every month or every two months. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the Roman, Roman Reigns story with Daniel Bryan, with Eric Rowan, this Eric Rowan lookalike? And I, I've been noticing that it's kind of not making any sense from the way they portray it because my thing is this, Grant. If, if you get – if somebody wants to kill you and you get hit by a car, right, and you're on, you're on SmackDown and that happens, but mm-hmm. then last week – you go on Raw and have a regular match with Dolph Ziggler, like nothing happened, but then you're still mad at whoever tried to hurt you on SmackDown and Raw, but you're not really that upset, but you're 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 healthy. My thing is the way they're doing it is not they they should have kept the car stuff angle on SmackDown, have Roman not even wrestle for the time being but to, to kind of sell that he is hurt. My thing is, if you're not hurt, you're wrestling, but you're still, you're still caring about who, who hits you. That's the part that doesn't make sense for me. Yeah, I know it's weird. The whole thing is weird. I know, like, I'm looking forward to the eventual feud that you know is coming between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Their way of getting there, though, is just so convoluted, and it just doesn't make any sense. I know what they were going for on Tuesday with, like, oh, the Rowan lookalike, but, like, did anyone really care? Like, most people ended that show and were like, wow, that was disappointing. Like, it was supposed to be disappointing because they weren't going to reveal a big name like Luke Harper. Like, that's not happening. But, I mean, as awesome as that would be, that's not happening. 
Um, I, again, I know what they were going for, but then why waste an entire show doing that? It's not going to make me want to look forward to SmackDown next week. Why would I want to watch the show if I know the angle's shit? Like, if it's just going to be disappointing. Um, yeah, he almost gets hit by a car, then he can beat, like, Buddy Murphy with ease, like, the next night. Like, the whole thing is just weird. I mean, actually, I'm not complaining about that because the match was great about a week ago. But, um, yeah, now I'm not a fan of the whole storyline. I think it's been really poorly handled so far. I know where they're going with it. But, mm. again, their way of getting there is just completely unnecessarily, like, confusing and mind-boggling. So, hopefully they can speed this up and just get to Roman and Brian ASAP because what, <laughs> what we've been getting so far has just been bad. Like, right. and realistically, I know this is fucking professional wrestling and we have to suspend our disbelief. But at this point, why wouldn't Roman just call the police? Because at this exactly. point, it's just comical. Like, the guy almost tried to get killed about a month ago. And he still doesn't know who did it. And Brian's like throwing him for a loop here. And he's like, he was confused at the end of SmackDown. He was like, oh, what is like, wait, was this really who it is? Like, no shit that wasn't who it is. Like, the guy, it makes Roman look like an idiot. Uh, it doesn't really do anyone any favors. Yeah, and the fact that not, not one cop has been called in three weeks. Yeah, I not, guess they're not, fine. Not, I guess no, there's no police in the in the yeah. WWE world unless someone gets arrested and then they escape from jail later that night. That's the only time you ever see the police. There's no investigation. There's no cop asking Daniel Bryan questions. There's no cop asking Rowan questions. No one asking for the videotape of that night or outside with Samoa Joe. It's just like if this if this was real life. <laughs> would this be happening no is if i get hit by a car i'm not trying to find out myself who who hit me i'm gonna go call the police but this is wrestling so it it, it is what it is yeah i know it's like oh it's wrestling so we just write it off but honestly exactly. it gets to a point where like okay this is fucking dumb like i know we're gonna watch every week but it makes you think about the people who don't watch every week and who tune in and are like, oh, let's see what this is. Or like, oh, we'll see what they're up to this week. And then they see this shit. Why would they ever want to tune back in? And this is the shit they're giving them. Like, honestly, I feel like the way they handled it, they made it like, I, obviously, we know that that person was a nobody. But like, what if someone watching who doesn't really isn't all that familiar with the product doesn't know that that's not a somebody? You know what I mean? Like, they might yeah. think, oh, I might I might. Um, maybe I'm supposed to know who that person is or like maybe that's supposed to be someone important but it's not like I said this thing is just really really confusing yo in the beginning I really once they took the bag off his head I thought first of all mind you why would somebody sit down in a room by himself not chained not handcuffed with a bag over his head just just voluntarily sit in a room all day until someone comes back to, to do that like I, I that person would have been left already I know. Why were they like they were in the room by themselves with a bag over their head for two hours? Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, why yeah. wouldn't Roman have gone back there beforehand? Or I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense over there. But I think, um, <laughs> I, hey, hey, you never know. They might have Roman and Daniel Bryan on, um, you know, the first uh, NXT show, October 2nd. Hey, maybe they <laughs> will. I can't wait. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Let's hope not. That's how you know Vince McMahon's getting involved if they do. Right. Um, also, we got Sami Zayn being the new mouthpiece for Nakamura. What do you make about that? Honestly, I don't mind it. It's better than nothing. Um, you know, Sami Zayn's not doing anything. We know that. I mean, the guy's been losing left and left and right since he came back a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. They might as well do something. I mean, people are like, oh, they're wasting him as a wrestler. Like, dude, they have so many wrestlers right now. They can't focus on everyone. And they're not doing jack shit with him. I'd rather see him as a mouthpiece doing something at least 
you know, marginally interesting right. than fucking losing every week. That's for, for something that's going nowhere. Um, as for Nakamura, I think it's a plus. I have no idea why they waited this long to give him a mouthpiece. Like he's been on the main roster for over two years. Why now? But again, better late than never. He's another one. Like anyone who holds a mid card title on SmackDown is never on the fucking show. I don't know why, but that championship is cursed because Nakamura is barely on SmackDown. He's not doing anything right now. When Balor was champion, he did nothing on the show. He was never on SmackDown. Nakamura right. wasn't even on SmackDown as U.S. champion last year. Um, it's just a fucking waste. So again, at least they're doing something. Um, it's better than nothing. I have, you know, some hopes for it. I have some. I'm giving. I'm willing to give it a chance. So we'll see where it goes. <clears throat> but as of right now, though, I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out and what it does for both guys. But again, like I said, for anyone shitting on it right out of the gate, at least it's something for both guys because previously they had nothing, and the IC title does not count because that title's been jack shit in 2019. And we're gonna get Charlotte and Bailey at uh, not a champions clash of champions for the SmackDown Women's Title. I, I did see that. Um. I assume we're going to get Seth and Braun either in a tag match tag match for the titles or for the Universal Championship. I think they're leaning towards Orton and Kofi for, for the title. I, I think at, at some point it's going to be at that pay-per-view. Um, I assume Becky and Sasha, you know, she came on Raw with the blue hair. Talk about you're welcome. So that's the, the new Sasha Banks. So um, what do you make of the Sasha stuff? I thought it was well done. I mean, I like the fact they're not giving away her motives for attacking Becky right out of the gate. I think that's good. Um, they're making you wait, or her motives for turning heel. I, I They're making you wait mm. to see why did she do it, and they're not just giving it away in one week. I like that. Um, again, I have my reservations about like her coming back and immediately being pushed after being gone for so long, but Becky incorporated that into her promo, so if they can kind of, you know, if they can kind of play off of reality a little bit, and bring up how Sasha was gone and, you know, she cried and she left or whatever the reason was, or even if that wasn't the reason, even if they say that was the reason in storyline and that's what makes her a heel, then I think that's good. So, um, yeah, so far so good. I'm looking, that's another storyline where I'm like, I think that's like something I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Like, okay, like I'll tune into Raw next week to see what they do with Sasha. Right. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of it, I think it's compelling enough to make me look forward to see what the next step is in their storyline. Right. Anything else from Raw SmackDown that I'm missing? Uh, not really. Like we said, Buddy Murphy, I thought, had a great match with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. I thought that yeah. was awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Raw, honestly, I thought was just a good show. It didn't drag for me. I thought overall there wasn't, you know, not everything was amazing, but there wasn't anything offensively bad. And everything just kind of made sense, and they had a good flow. Mm -hmm. The Fiend attacking Jerry Lawler, I thought yeah. was well done. Um, I thought that was a good segment. And yeah, overall, I thought it was just a uh, a good show. They didn't rely on like, oh, this person returned or this. I mean, I guess the tag titles changed hands, but yeah. that's not what made it a good show. I thought just overall things made sense, and if you can rely on good storytelling and good in ring action to kind of carry your show, then it's going to be a good show. They can hopefully they would definitely benefit from learning to do that more often from definitely you know having more consecutive or rather uh mm -hmm. you know consistent storylines and featuring people regularly on the show as opposed to like oh 
we're going to do this one week and then not the next. Like, it's very confusing. So, again, more consistent storytelling and compelling, exciting in-ring action, I think, would make Raw a better show from week to week than what we've been seeing in recent months. Mm. So, next week is All Out, right? Yes, that is next Saturday in Chicago, correct. Mm. Are you going to that or no? I'm not going to All Out. I will not be at the All Out show. I was at Double or Nothing. Not at All Out, though. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll we'll talk about All Out sometime next week. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, see what develops between AEW and uh, NXT. And that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, no, that's about it. I think that's um, everything from the past week in wrestling. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it all. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Thanks again, my man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Randy. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Adios. All right.